Happy Easter and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible Williams. And today, friends, it is Resurrection Sunday. And on this special bonus episode, we have our friend Jenny Allen back with us. And you know what we're going to do, y'all? Jenny, what are we going to do? We are going to read the resurrection story. We're going to celebrate it together. I'm so excited. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 24. I hope that you have already heard the resurrection story this morning. And if you haven't, let us read it to you. Jenny, why don't you kick us off Luke chapter 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying, It is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them were telling the apostles these things. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women." Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stooped to look in, he saw only the linen clothes. So he went away amazed at what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together, they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, (laughs) Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them but they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, what is this dispute that you're having with each other as you are walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened in these days? What things, he asked them. So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb. And when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were there with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but we didn't see him. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. I love this as the prophets. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in scripture. They came near the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going farther. But they urged him, stay with us, because it's almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. 
It was as he reclined at the table with them and took the bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? That very hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together who said, the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they began to describe what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Verse 36, as they were saying these things, he himself stood in their midst. He said to them, peace to you. But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Why are you troubled? He asked them. And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and feet. But while they were still amazed and in disbelief because of their joy, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He told them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He also said to them, This is what is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. You are witnesses of all these things. Uh, Jenny Allen, why does the resurrection matter to us today? Oh my gosh, (laughs) y'all, this is where my head went. I think there's two huge things that are happening. I think there's probably a million, but the two that, that to me are the clearest that we cannot miss is number one, our God has power over death. Our God has power over death, and that resurrection proved it. And so we know that we serve a God that death is not a victor of. And so Jesus Mm -hmm. is alive, and he is seated by the right hand of God today. And that is true, and that is real. That is more of a reality than us sitting here looking at each other, more than a reality Mm -hmm. than you listening in your car. It is more of a reality. It is more real than anything you are looking at, anything that you see, because It is an ultimate reality. It is a truth Mm -hmm. that will go on into eternity. Now, the other thing that it means is that God has overcome our death, Mm. that he hasn't just overcome the grave. For those Mm. who believe in him, it says that we are given the power to also be raised from the dead. And where my mind goes when I think of that, and this is where I think back to the perspective we have talked about all week, the perspective that will change everything for you is that number one, this God is real and that he loves you and he has a plan for you. And number two, that you will be with him forever. And I think for some of us, it is easy to believe the first truth. And and I say that lightly, it's not easy to believe that all the time, but it's easier to believe that than to picture ourselves in resurrection bodies, worshiping God with him in heaven, right? The idea, we've seen evidence of the love of God in our lives. We feel his presence. We see it in creation. We read it in the word of God. We see evidence of all that. There is very little that points us to this idea that we will be with him forever. There is plenty of scripture, but not as much as just the goodness and faithfulness of God on earth, which we've seen through Jesus, through 
his work on earth from Genesis on. Mm -hmm. But what's coming, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about is this. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. It is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. And I have chills because it sounds so wild that the resurrection of man, like this is yeah. going to happen. This blew every category that people had. They had seen Lazarus walk out of the tomb, but this was truly Jesus in a new resurrection body. This was not just rescued from death. This was right. a new resurrection body. And there's evidence of what that body can do and what it is. We won't get into that today, <laughs> but- 1 Corinthians 15 gets into it and he talks about how there's going to be things about the resurrection body that we can't imagine that are better than. But this is the point I want to make because I think this is what applies most to us today is 1 Corinthians 15 says this. Now, if there is no resurrection, if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, then later it says in verse 32, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. <laughs> <laughs> And what mm. I want to say is either this is true or this is not. There yeah. is no other answer. <laughs> there is no other way you can respond to what we just read. Either it is true or it is not. And I would say, because Paul said it and the scripture says it, that if it is not true, eat and drink because tomorrow we die. If this life is all we have, then live it up. Be selfish. Mm. Seek yeah. your own desires. Get everything out of this life that you can. But if Christ is raised from the dead, and if you are going to have a new body, a resurrection body, and be with him one day because you trusted in the blood of Jesus, then I say the opposite of this. I say that we look forward to the meal that is coming that we read about earlier this week. We look forward to the one where we will be with Jesus forever. And in this life, we help as many people get there with us as we can. And we mm -hmm. don't waste our lives but we actually take what we've been given in this moment and we give it all, like Mary poured out the perfume, all that she had on him, like the widow gave her might, all that she had for him. We give everything we have, we pour it out. Instead of taking everything we can get, we give everything that we have because it's true, because it's real, and because one day it will be fully realized when we're with him in heaven. Amen. It is that good. <laughs> it, is it is that, that real good. that Amen. we would give up everything here. Amen. That's what I feel. <laughs> that's what yeah. I feel. That's what I feel today. I'm reminded and re-inspired to look at my life and say, God, what do I have to give from this week of studying Jesus and all that he did for us? Friends, listen, if you believe that what we just read is true, mm -hmm. y'all, this is our victory day. This is our victory day. This is our come to life day. That's right. And if you don't believe that this is true, I invite you to believe that this mm. is true and this too can be your victory day and you too can come to life. Scripture tells us yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God, to be a part of God's family, to be a part of the life that he calls us to in eternity and to be a part of the mm. life that he calls us to right here on earth to really live yeah. as resurrection people. And to be part of what we read about in Ezekiel where where God says, my dwelling place yeah. will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. That's exactly right. We are his people. Yes. And because of Christ's blood, he has taken our hearts of stone and he has given us hearts of flesh. Praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Jenny Allen, thank you for joining us on this Easter Sunday. Happy Easter, friend. Happy Easter. What a gift. Uh, Friends, we are, uh, that's it. This is our teeny tiny bonus episode for Easter Sunday alone. Join us tomorrow. We're going to be beginning a new study called The Armor of God. And you guessed it, we're going to be looking at the armor of God in Scripture as a community together. Thank you so much, Jenny. Until tomorrow, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Bibles.